Hello and welcome to Highly Questionable. These guys are never ready. My father just made a very strange sound to open the show. This is Izzy Gutierrez. What do you like on the show today, Is I mean, Mike Tyson facts, I guess. All right. Always here for those. Dale, papi. Is it time for the Colts to start panicking about Andrew Luck? All right. The Spurs medical staff used to be the leader here, running off a generational talent like Kawhi Leonard. You saw what happened in the two years after they did that. The Colts are now in this discussion because their doctors seem to be messing up a guy who is their most valuable commodity. All this physical stuff is connected. They botched the shoulder surgery in a way that didn't have a lot of precedent, and now they can't figure out what this injury is. There have been three MRIs. They've called it Achilles. They've said it's a bone issue from Dr. Jim Ursay. They say now that it's an ankle issue. It's a giant mess with the player you could least afford to have a mess with as you're three weeks out on your season. It's obvious now, Izzy, as the Colts don't really know when this guy is going to be back and have knocked him out for the entire preseason that your questions need to be directed at that medical staff because this is not a guy where you make the mistakes. Yeah, normally and you hear this with hockey a lot where guys try to be vague and they tell you it's a lower leg injury this is because they really don't know what the injury is and you go from calf to everything else and now the latest i've read was years of wear on the ankle is the reason why he has this injury that would freak me out if i was a colts fan because i think wait it's not just an ankle that he turned or a calf muscle that he pulled it's years of damage that i need to reverse it's all extremely confusing the gm isn't soothing you the owner isn't soothing you and andrew luck isn't really saying anything There clearly is a concern if he's not on the field yet. You just experienced this in 2017. I think Colts fans are dejected right now. I think they're not expecting to see Andrew Luck for at least a quarter of their season. Oh, looks like the Colts are out of luck. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) literally. Yeah, literally. Is nothing Coach Brian Flores? Being too sensitive about Josh Rosen's body language. Well, I mean, he wasn't sensitive about it. He just says that he doesn't love the body language of Josh Rosen. Eli Manning won a couple of Super Bowls with the most terrible body language you've ever seen. And I don't love Izzy, whether it's Kitchens in one place or John Gruden in another. This tough guy stuff where you're going to out-tough the opponent with your body language. These are adult men who do cruel and violent things for a living. The body language doesn't much matter. The performance does. I don't love you either, Dan. But I will say this about this fact and the backup quarterback situation here. If there's one thing that I learned from last night's hard knocks, it's that, yeah, there is something to that body language. There is something to getting guys in and out of the huddle and being sort of the guy in charge in that situation, especially in the situation if you are a backup, because they're not going to trust you. They need to be assured that you are going to lead them down the field. And I can totally get that. And maybe that's part of the problem with Josh Rosen. It is kind of interesting here in Miami. You've got two quarterbacks in a similar situation. The UM Hurricanes with Tate Martell transferring here, and he's now the backup. You expected him to be the starter. Same thing with Josh Rosen. Maybe their troubles followed them where they are, and maybe they're not who we thought they were. This is the kind of reputation he's had since the draft. Too much of a thinker. Someone who doesn't care enough about football. Someone who has a little bit too much perspective. And when you have that reputation and don't play well, people will put the microscope on stupid things like your body language. You know what Ryan Fitzpatrick body language says? What's that? Interception. I mean, it does Occasionally a 500-yard game, but then the interceptions. 
Do you believe that Mike Tyson actually smokes $40,000 of marijuana a month? Okay, here's where we are, and I do believe it because I've been in his presence <laughs> as he's smoking all day long for a recent television interview show that I did with him, which was super fascinating. He's had a number of different addictions over the years. He's had a sex addiction that had him waking up in strip clubs and having sex while wearing the heavyweight belt. He's had a cocaine addiction. He's had an alcohol addiction. He has found peace in this business where he's just smoking a ton of weed all day and it regularly him. It keeps him balanced. His wife thinks that he is ill-tempered and foul when he's not smoking marijuana. I don't know how much this costs. I don't know how many forests you have to be burning through to go through $40,000 in a month, but I know he's smoking a lot. Uh, none of what he said were the most interesting things I read about Mike Tyson on this day. One of which is that he wakes up in the morning, takes a couple of hits from a joint, and then goes on the treadmill for an hour, which doesn't really seem consistent with most weed smokers, I would know. Also, he does a podcast called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, which if that's not done in a hotel bathroom, it's not being done right. But then my favorite little nugget is when he wanted information on this hallucinogenic drug, DMT, who does he bring in? Naturally, a Mexican gynecologist who is an expert in the field. Mike Tyson is possibly the most fascinating human on the planet. $40,000 a month in marijuana? That's right. That seems pretty... Really? Ha! It is pretty high. It is yeah. pretty high. Wow. A glass is taken off. That was amazing. It might be. Hard Knocks, what's on last night? Go! Okay, let's hurry up and go. I watched two minutes, all of two minutes that I've watched of this season, and I turned off the television thinking to myself, man, John Gruden is not someone I would like to work for. When in the second week of a bad team's training camp, he is telling people again and again the most obvious things and then saying through a squint and a frown, are we clear on this? Well, are we clear on this? Tony Romo did more in a year of broadcasting than John Gruden did here. Are we clear on this? John Gruden's resume is Brian Billick's. Billick can't get a job this guy gets 10 million a year he gets it because are we clear on this he's got a lot of charisma which you saw made me turn my television off in two minutes last night the raiders are a dumpster fire and they're being led by a dinosaur from a different age it got worse after you changed the channel dan outside of the antonio brown stuff and let's be clear on this he is the only really interesting thing about this team. Everything else, including the quarterback, Derek Carr, who's trying to paint this perfect picture of himself in this. And it's clear he's just putting on an act for the cameras. All of it was about the most cliche you could put into one sports show. And John Gruden was the actual worst about it. When he talked about the Rams, who did he point out, Dan? He pointed out the coach who he loves and the running back who everybody knows and the quarterback who everybody knows. No details, just a bunch of urgh. Let's go get him. $10 million a year to make a face. That's the job I want. Keep in mind that all over this league, what they're doing is going to the young 30-year-olds who can manufacture offense from anywhere. This guy is still trying to out-tough people with motivational speeches in week two. That's not going to fly when they're two and six. I spent an hour of my life watching Mike Glennon against <laughs> Nate Peterman. <laughs> what a mashup. And I don't have much time left. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, Jesus. And now I'm sad. Coming up next on my son's TV show. The third of these three home runs. Opposite field. It looks like a pop. Yeah, Coors Field. Oh, no. <laughs> Tigers baseball, ladies oh, and gentlemen. No. 
Time to play the game that is pumped to get a week and a half away from Dan. Do you question? Really? He told me he was just going to hang out at your place the whole time. You give us topics and events, we question him. Do you question if this final will react it? I hope before I show you this video that the producers can hurry up and get how this set reacted. Not totally this set, because it was me, my father, and Mina, to the idea of a foul ball coming screeching back toward your face. You see that the reaction there, even though we are many, many miles away, is not normal. This is not what we should be doing, but this is what happens sometimes, even if you've got a fence in front of you. At a Reds Nats game, and you sh yeah, the beer, the beer. Let's get the arrow here. She's yes. staring directly at the play. She knows where she's sitting. Regardless, it's when that beer is mid air, she already knows she's made a fool of herself, and she is hiding and embarrassed. Let me see that again, just so that you guys can tell me definitively: is that indeed beer, or is it yeah. urine? Is it urine? A fountain of urine and fear. That will never happen at the Marlins game. You know why? Yep, uh, here comes why. the joke about fan yeah. attendance. Yeah, no fans. See, I That's told right. you. I told right. you. Also, there's fish right there. <laughs> Do you question if the Shippens, Kyle Seeger's three home run performance? All right, cheapens is the word. I thought it was a curse word that he kind of said, but cheapens is what we were going for there. My father just learned that he had a three-home run game, and he said, wow, and that would have been wow about 30 years ago. But now everyone's doing that. Every damn night in baseball, someone's hitting three home runs. So let's see the third of these three home runs. Opposite field. It looks like a pop-up. Yeah, Coors Field. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Tigers baseball, ladies oh, and gentlemen. No. Wait a minute. Was Dixon actually laughing at that? He was laughing that? about it and realized how bad a look that was <laughs> mid-smile. That is the most disastrous oh, play oh, that oh. teammates could ever combine. <laughs> Wait a minute. I think that's what Dixon was laughing at. It was not a combination. It was all Goodrum right there. And he looked up and started laughing right at his face. Let me see again the angle that shows Dixon going face first into that fence there with the aid of his center fielder right here watch his face watch dixon's face right here trying to oh and then a little extra from behind the tigers they have a tradition of this no they do not of course they do what do you mean of course they do it's not a tradition of this <laughs> oh wow wow that's the most miraculous home run ball I've ever seen before. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> How have we not done an HQ investigation on this singular play yet? Wait a minute. What was that dude's last name? I couldn't even spell that dude's last name. What is happening with Tigers baseball? Do you question if this is any better with the live audience? Uh, what is any better with oh. a live audience? Are people watching some shame, some indignity? What's happening here? Hey guys, um, oh, for the love of God. not feeling too well today. I don't know what's going on in my life. Unbelievable. And uh, I don't know what to say to you guys. Just not feeling well. Psych! You know what today is. Taco Tuesday! Hold up. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs>
I mean, yeah. he delivered that about as stiffly as you did. He's this close to making me give up on tacos. Yeah, this well, close. I was just going to say, do you know how hard it is to get my body type to hate tacos? <laughs> do you question if this is a cool skateboard trick? Uh, let's see what we've got here. My family was not really keen on skateboards. My brother did it. My father didn't like it very much. What do we have here? Jesus! Good God! I reacted as if that train had come that close to my face. If they go to a camera angle of me, you will see that I thought a train was going to hit me in the face. Train tracks can be dangerous. Oh, look out! Is he Joe coming? Is he Joe coming? But they could also be sexy. I told you. I told you. See how predictable he is? There he is right there. There was no train. That was fine. That is sexy, though. There's no disputing that. Time to play the game that is going to have no timelines after my vacation. See? Oh, no. Did you have him as a nude sunbather? Go ahead and drink that, and I want you to imagine that right now. You tell us what to watch on television tonight. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Sunday on ABC. Backstory. Serena versus the umpire. New show, Don Van Nott is a Pulitzer Prize winner, and he's got a new journalism project. He's going to look into that controversial call with Serena Williams and the scandal that ensued. When you hear a story that's so good, you know you'll never forget it. This is Don Van Natta with ESPN. I'll give you one guarantee. The backstory is even more compelling. It's simply the ugliest finish in Grand Slam history. I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. As long as I live, I hope I never witness anything like that. It's horrible for tennis. You owe me an apology. Say you're sorry. It was horrible for us. It's fantastic for tennis. This is a woman who's never cheated, so why would she be cheating now? If she misunderstood, then she wasn't aware of the rule everybody immediately in real time took sides and said she's right he's wrong or he's right she's wrong end of story f you i'm don van natta this is backstory do me a favor just run that back at the beginning i want to see how many shots there were of don van natta on a phone doing something on a phone because we got to show you that he's on a phone there was one, one at the end. There was one at the end. There's another one. Not on a phone here, but he's ready to take a call. He's on I'll a call there. The There's another one right there. Five, six. Six, I counted them. Izzy, are you intrigued? I mean, if there's one person in sports I could spend a day with, it would be Serena Williams. If I can get inside her head a little bit or be put in her position just for a little bit, I'm watching 100%. How about you, Poppy? Are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Listen, there are so many great stories in tennis. I like to report about this one here. Uh, a documentary about this one? That's right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I remember this All right. <laughs> Oh, that's, I'm absolutely down with Backside Story by Don Van Nata. I have so many questions. <laughs> I mean, do you have that many questions? I have at least seven. <laughs> Streaming on Facebook, the season five premiere of Ball in the Family. Oh, no. They're still doing this? Five seasons? <laughs> They're still doing this? Oh, how bad is this going to be? If you could describe this summer in one word, what would it be?
change. They said three teams is looking for me for summer league. Stuff is starting to fall into place and it feels good. We need Lonzo to be involved, so I got to hear from him. The brand is demolished right now. That's how you feel the brand is demolished. That's Who's everybody? The world. The brand is not demolished. You got it, man. Don't say you got it, man, to me. Feel the tension between LeVar and Zell right now? Yep. This is probably the first time I've seen them not speaking before. He's stepping out of bounds for a minute and I gotta put him back in bounds. It's not fun and games anymore. I know y'all been there, man. I'm gonna do it, dog. No, you can't save everybody. Me and your moms, we're going through some things, but it's gonna be alright. It sucks, but I got a plan for everything. What is your biggest priority when it comes to your family? Sticking together. The brand is demolished. Uh, Izzy, are you intrigued? Apparently, season five has reached its peak. I'm interested. Listen to Lonzo, please. You should listen to Lonzo 100%, LeVar. And also, allow him to be an adult dad. Uh, Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. Look at that. That's a dad who is living off the success of his son. What kind of a dad will do that? He's pointing at me. He doesn't know that that joke's about him. Tomorrow night at 10 p.m. on the History Channel. Alone. This is creepy. What the hell was that voice? Fire that person immediately. Let's see who's alone and why they're alone. Thirsty. So tired of starving out here. Only one episode left until the season finale. It's hopeless. Four people remain. They're going to pull me soon if I don't get food. This is so hard, man. It hurts. Alone. The Arctic. Thursday at 10 <laughs> on History. I mean, this is harrowing. It's really awful. Like, I can't think of anything worse than being that cold, being alone. And every time we check in with the show, there are fewer survivors. Izzy, are you intrigued? Was that Jeff Fisher? Uh, it looked a little like Nathan Peterman in that one Bills game where he threw a bunch of interceptions. That's a couple of Bills games. Bobby, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm very intrigued. But listen, I'm worried that next week they're going to say, there is no one left. There is no so one left. So we cannot keep on doing this show. How about everybody died. Yeah, that's how everybody died. And at the end, we're all alone. Really oh, my alone. God. Dark. Friday night on WeTV, Love After Lockup. <laughs> These things are funny and sad and awful and a little bit romantic sometimes, weirdly. What do we have here? Oh, God. I see him. He's coming. They fell head over heels. Josh robbing the bank is kind of a turn on. I have always been into dating cons. With an inmate. He comes from a nice family. Ted Bundy came from a nice family. Nothing really clicked for me until I met Lizzie. I feel all soul connected with us. She's bigger than Jay and Beyonce. So what do you want first, steak or bud? Steak. My family does not know that me and Josh are actually engaged. How much did you spend since he's been locked up? 30000 The Jay? wedding ring? The yeah, wedding's off, it's good. okay? You can get the f- off my property. I didn't lie, you psycho. We're good. Give it real short. I'm not going to hear it now. I'm going to punch you in your face. I got a text. It's from the federal marshal. I need him to love me forever. I think you guys need to leave now. An all-new season of Love After Lockup, oh, Friday, August 16th at 9 oh, on BTV. damn pair of sudsy shorts on the floor. Izzy, are you intrigued? You know what? 
Right after season five of The Ball no, Family, I'm watching it. No, I'm hooked. I'm no, sorry. You're hooked to what? Poppy, are you intrigued? Oh, see, see, I'm intrigued. Do you see that bathtub there? You know, with that foam and all that. You know, there's a lot of action there in that bathtub. You know what I mean? A lot of bubbles. That's right. That's right. A lot, a lot of, of bubbles, bubbles coming out of that bathtub. <laughs> That's correct. I have had some personal experience, you know, in those type of bathtubs. Oh, come on, Dad. With your mother. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Just so you're clear, Dad. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching. Dan might never come back. <laughs> we don't have to sit down for a week and a half. <laughs> no. no? I mean, it was close. It was close. Almost. I was really excited about not seeing Dan right there.